Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's featured message. My goal is is kind of give you guys a couple tools that may help, especially working one-on-one in the house with things you may see. Just quick background. I have over 10 years of training experience from chronically homeless to executives. So it's kind of all over the place. And I've went through several different types of training. It's not the brag. It just kind of my experience has been all over the place. So I try to take tools that apply in different areas and how they see how they translate in different areas. This is one of these things when Tracy asked me to talk about mirror neurons. This is kind of like a weird neuroscience thing that you never hear in social services, but I'm not sure why not because it's so relevant. So how many of you ever heard of a mirror neuron? There's a couple of TED Talks. The first one they did, I can't remember the gentleman's name, is really remarkable. There's a couple more I looked up the other day after he asked me to do it just to kind of see what's out there. And a lot of people use it to explain how civilizations are being built. So it's not real relevant to right. what we do here. But in, in regards to behavior, and especially one-on-one, how we work with clients, it's a really big deal. All right. So what's a mirror neuron? Mirror neuron is when you're like on the same brainwave. Sure. How many of you have ever had a good vibration? Not the Beach Boy song your old sock cop in high school with good vibrations. How many of you like walked in a room and or someone walked in a room that you're in and either went up excited or went down like depressed? Yeah. Okay. There's a reason why that happens. Now, we generically just call that vibrations. Now, if you go to different spiritual camps, they're going to say different reasons. Could be someone's aura or whatever, but all these different things. But the truth is, scientifically, there's something in our brain called mirror neurons, okay? Now, mirror neurons originally, when they were first discovered, were part of the motor cortex regarding motor skills. And how they discovered, you can see in this slide right here, actually, these scientists were studying the brain waves of monkeys and... They had this machine hooked up and it would make like a clicking sound anytime the brain or a certain part of the brain, I think they were studying the frontal lobe of the monkey, would fire off. This thing would make a click, click, click sound kind of thing, right? And so this guy comes in from the break, one of the researchers, and he's eating like an ice cream chocolate stick thing. You know what I mean? He's eating it and he he hears this thing fire off. He's like, what the heck? And he looks back at the monkey and this thing's going off the charts. And so this kind of sparked some curiosity on the researchers to say, hey, let's look at this. What was going on? And they found out that the monkey's brain was firing at the same exact spot as the researcher eating the ice cream cone, as if the monkey itself was eating ice cream, even though he wasn't. And so what they discovered was, is they went deeper in these mirror neurons. They found out that literally some of these, it goes way deeper than motor skills or motor cortex. They actually mirror everything your subconscious mind's picking up. So when these things get stimulated, they pick up, think about body language. When you feel the vibes in the room, what you're actually doing is your subconscious mind, which is like your iOS, how many iPhone users we have, your conscious mind's a screen, but your subconscious mind's like your operating system or iOS. So your iOS or operating system is doing tons of things to keep the phone running that you're not paying attention to. And you don't care because you're just going on whatever Facebook, whatever you're doing, right? Same way our brain works. So our operating systems are picking this stuff up through social cues, vibration, all these different things that are going on through your senses. And we don't pay attention up here. That's why you get an uncomfortable feeling with someone. They're not saying anything wrong. I just get a creepy feeling about this guy, right? Because your subconscious mind's picking up these things. So these things begin to fire off. And what they do is 
they literally let us begin to feel what other people are feeling. So if you look at these, these two quotes right here, the first one on the left, mere neurons allow us to grasp the mind of others, not through conceptual reasoning, but through direct simulation by failing, not by thinking. So literally, we're hardwired to be empathetic to people. How many of you felt peace and calm, right? Having a good work day, you're whistling down the hallway and you go in and then a client comes in and all of a sudden you're feeling anxious, you're feeling nervous and you're like, man, there's no hope for this guy. I want to get the heck out of here. Have you ever felt that? And then you ever sat and wondered, man, I was in good mood until I sat with that guy, right? But what actually may be happening in that situation is your mirror neurons are firing and your brain is now mirroring. Think about what a mirror does, it reflects. So when you come in a room and someone is giving these cues, your brain is picking that up at a subconscious level. And now we start to feel anxious. I remember having a job interview resume writing thing with a client back at PATH. And I just remember it because I started learning this stuff. And I was like, I failed a lot of times. <laughs> you know, I go in there and I'm like, later on, I reflect on what happened. I was like, you know, and I said, man, I'm going to just clear my head. And they call this checking yourself at the door. So before the meeting, I'm just going to think about how am I feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm pumped up for this dude. I'm ready to go. Shows up to the meeting. You know, we're there for an hour. After an hour, I'm like, man, get the heck out of here. Just thoughts I've had. You know, I know no one, we're not allowed to have thoughts like that, but there's no hope for this dude. He's done. These thoughts just start hitting me like, do, 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 do. And then he leaves and I'm reflecting. I'm like, man, I was so hopeful for that guy. What happened? And then I started remembering what I learned and saying, Literally, when someone comes across for you and you start having a change of thoughts, you can actually be picking up through your subconscious mind, your mirror neurons, what they're going through. So now I know before I meet one-on-one, check myself at the door and I get into a room. Okay. I do this with group classes. I do a lot of support groups with the veterans. So if I walk in there and I feel tension, usually a lot of anxiety, if I start to see myself go, <sighs> now I don't wrestle with anxiety. So it's easier for me to pick that up in a room. Does that make sense? So when I walk in a room and I start get panicking or I start, I got to get the heck out of here. I catch it and I stop and I'm like, ha, now I know what to address. So I'll be in a room full of people. Instead of doing a canned message, I'll stop and like, hey, let's just take a deep breath. But just calm down and get to know one another. Then I'll take out of a, maybe a 90 minute class. I'll take 20 minutes just like, hey, take a deep breath. Let's just get to know. We're not, we won't, we're not in a rush to do anything today, but just get to know each other. And then you can feel the atmosphere of the room begin to shift, okay? Now, people are going to have documentaries like The Secret, all these things out there. And it, if you're into that, cool, whatever. But we're literally hardwired for this. And so whenever we work on one-on-one, we have to be a little careful if we come in and we start feeling anxiety, aggression, and that's normally not us or what we're dealing with. It could be a sign that that's what they're dealing with. So now what I do is if I begin to pick up these things, these vibes, okay, now, how I learned to deal with them is I now speak opposite or I create an atmosphere. I'm working with that in a support group setting. They come in. People are antsy. They can't sit still. They're moving around. Hey, let's just take a deep breath. You know, I'll do something like that. Or I will just have a conversation. Hey, did you see the Browns game? They're going to the Super Bowl this year. And then they laugh, laugh really hard. You know, then they get comfortable <laughs> with it. Then anxiety begins to go. Or... If I sense, you know, one time I remember at Valor Home, I walked in there and man, it felt like any ounce of hope was sucked out of the room. I went in there and I'm like, are y'all okay? But there are people dealing with such addiction and suicide issues. I didn't know that because I didn't know any of their background, but I came in, there's a lot of new people. 
And I just started having a conversation like, let's talk about hope today. Because I felt such despair in the room. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, it's kind of weird because you feel like you're going crazy because you're, you're just saying, what am I doing? But I'll say this. Every one of us picked this up all the time. But most of us just react out of what we're being given to. I heard a guy say one time, he went scuba diving, I think in Finland. And it was either a sea lion or walrus. Whatever one won't eat you. Okay. <laughs> you probably know more than me. Walrus. And he said this thing was massive and he jumped in there and this thing swam up to him. He's like scared to death. And the thing looked at him and he went up to him and he went, ooh, like this. And so he didn't know what to do. So he looked up at it and he looked and goes, ooh, like making fun of it. And the thing swam around and he's like, crap, this thing's going to eat me. And came back up to him and looked at him again and went, ooh. (laughs) So think about a mirror. What we literally do is if someone gets aggressive, our first hardwired response is to go back aggressive. It's like ping pong. Okay, so ping pong, who controls the tempo? The person that serves. And so if we come in the room and someone begins to control the room and gets us anxious, that means they have more influence in the room than we do. That means they're actually controlling the room. Okay, that's not a power thing, but it's saying, let's slow down, take a deep breath. Hey, you want to get a cup of coffee before we meet? There's little things you could do to kind of take the serve back, so to speak. Does that make sense? Now, again, well, let me read this other quote before I move on. If you see me choke up in emotional distress, mere neurons in your brain simulate my distress. You automatically have empathy for me. You know how I feel because you literally feel what I'm feeling. Okay. Again, this is how our brains are hardwired. It's so easy, especially when your heart gets hard, which I know this is one of the biggest things I struggle with is my heart getting hard in this line of work. We almost have so much psychological buy-in on the results because we have pressure from funders, bosses. We have to get results, 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 and we're going to lose our jobs. Rules, rules, rules. And what's the problem with that is even though rules have good intentions, but they take the people element out of it. And so systematically, we want as many people in and out as possible. We want positive outcomes. But what that does to get the task checked, it takes us away from people. And so if we're not careful, well, we start to think thoughts like, whatever, I don't care. You're not going to make anyways. I don't have time for you. There's 15 people waiting to get in this place. Right? You may not say that, but these are thoughts in the heat of the moment that you process. So sometimes we have to slow down, make sure we keep our heart tender because none of us are here for the money. Right? But literally, we are hardwired to be empathetic or feel what other people are feeling. And most of the time, we react out of their emotions because we don't realize what's going on in the room. Okay? And so, what we recommend is before you meet one-on-one with someone or even in a group, take a few minutes to yourself or 30 seconds, 10 seconds. It don't have to be minutes. Take a deep breath and be like, just check yourself. What do I feel like? It's hard if you're already discouraged going in to someone that's discouraged. But realize... All right, how do I feel right now? Do I feel good? Am I happy? How do I feel about this person? And as you feel good about that, now you kind of did a quick self 10 second examination. You go into the meeting and pay attention as you're listening. Don't just listen with your mind, listen with your feelings. And if you start getting these random thoughts and feelings, oh, man, I got to get out of here. It could be dealing with what they're dealing with. So whatever I do when I pick that up, I start to say opposite of what I'm picking up. So if I feel like there's hopelessness, guess what I'll bring up? Hope. And sometimes you'd be surprised how many people respond to that. Okay, listen, I know we got to get paperwork done today, but let's just talk about you. How are you feeling today? 
you know, I've seen a lot of people come through here, but I've seen a lot of people make it. Not everyone does, but there's hope for you. And then now you have their attention and now you have a greater degree of buy-in because they're not just the number getting through the system. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.